Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2320 with a release date of Friday, April 15th, 2022 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. New software for the world's largest radio telescope. Young hams start thinking about amateur radio camp, and the amateur community gives advice to 1YL in these troubling times. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline Report number 2320 comes your way right now. From around the world, this is Newsline, Amateur Radio's independent on-the-air news and bulletin service. Now, reporting from Union, Kentucky, here's Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. We begin this week with a story that doesn't get much bigger than this. The world's largest radio telescope, an array of antennas and dishes that spans the hemispheres, is getting software to help in its operation. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, picks up the developments from here. Prototype software for the world's biggest radio telescope will be built by a group of universities and labs in the UK with money just released by the UK Government Science and Technology Facilities Council, the STFC. The software for the Square Kilometre Array, or SKA, will direct the telescope's gaze at the sky, translate its signals into data, and diagnose issues. BBC News reported that on Monday the 11th of April, the Council had released £15 million, the equivalent of more than $19.5 million in US currency, for the work that will involve teams at Oxford, Cambridge and Manchester universities, as well as those at the STFC's own labs in Edinburgh, Desbury and Harwell. The SKA is an array of 197 dishes and 130,000 antennas in both Australia and South Africa, and the software will allow astronomers to interpret what is received by the SKA at an intensely high resolution, and it is a most sensitive radio signal receiving device. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Events on and off the air are marking the global celebration that is World Amateur Radio Day on the 18th of April, the date the IARU was founded. Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF, has that roundup. April 18th will be a day of pile-ups and celebrations for hams around the world marking World Amateur Radio Day. In Denmark, hams are activating the call sign 5P0WARD. They are also making special awards available for contacts with stations having different suffix extensions. This year's global celebration also marks the return of the Tentech Legacy Nets, which will be posting operating schedules on their groups.io page. A clean sweep endorsement is available for chickens on all three bands. The South African Radio League will be issuing a commemorative certificate to radio amateurs who make QSOs on April 18th and submit a log sheet. In India, meanwhile, more than 65 new licence holders are expected at a VHF-UHF disaster operations workshop co-hosted by the West Bengal Radio Club and the Indian Academy of Communication and Disaster Management. Attendees will build antennas and use them afterwards in a fox hunt. And don't forget the World Amateur Radio Day VOIP Echolink Net. Using the call sign W2W, the 16-hour global net starts at 9am US Eastern Daylight Time on April 18th on the Rock-Ham Echolink Conference Node 531091. 
A special QSL card will be available to hams who sent a stamped self-addressed envelope. Details are available at roc-ham.net www.roc-ham.net For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jim Meachin, ZL2BHF. CQ Magazine's popular DX Marathon is looking for a new manager to help things run smoothly. Jack Parker, W8ISH, asks, could this be you? It is time to pass the torch for the CQ Magazine DX Marathon, and its longtime manager, John K9EL, is looking for a successor. John has been at the helm of the contest since its creation in 2005, is hoping to find someone who can infuse the competition with a fresh look and new tools to encourage this pursuit of DX. In a special statement on the DX Marathon website, he wrote that the marathon has reached a turning point and many of the processes that have been supported all these years need to migrate away from being handled manually. He wrote, quote, In summary, the DX Marathon needs a fresh look, some updated tools, and some serious work on evaluating submitted logs, end quote. This is John's final year managing the marathon. The search is on for an individual or group to carry this popular contest forward. For additional details, visit dxmarathon.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jack Parker, W8ISH. Marconi Day is another favorite among hams because it honors our shared history no matter where our QTH is. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, tells us about this year's event. Connections to Guglielmo Marconi are everywhere, in Italy, the UK, the Falkland Islands, Germany, Austria, and the United States. Those locations and more will be lighting up the amateur radio map on the 23rd of April, the Saturday closest to Marconi's birth date, as stations get on the air for International Marconi Day. These are official stations that have registered with the annual events organiser, the Cornish Radio Amateur Club GX4CRC. They'll be using the call sign GM4IMD during the 24 hours. Marconi's actual birthday was the 25th of April 1874. Hams are being encouraged to make contact with these historic sites, which have connections to the radio pioneer. Registered stations will only be active from sites where Marconi had operated from, lived or set up an experimental station. Deadline is the 22nd of April. For details, visit the website in the text version of this week's newscast. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH. Young amateurs who live in Region 1 of the IARU and guests from Regions 2 and 3 can start making plans right now for summer camp. This year, it's in Croatia. Ed Durant, DD5LP, has the details. After the pandemic forced the cancellation of the Yota summer camp for two years in IARU Region 1, organisers are back on track. The camp is accepting attendee applications for this year's camp, which will be held in August in Croatia, in Karlovac, just outside of Zagreb. The host for this 10th edition of the camp is HRS, the Croatian National Amateur Radio Association. Youth coordinators throughout Region 1 are being asked to identify as many as four participants from their member society and submit the youngsters' applications no later than May the 8th. 
Each team will consist of a team leader between the ages of 18 and 30 and a small group of team members aged 15 to 25. Team leaders may be chosen from attendees of previous Yota camps, but team members must be first-time attendees. No more than 80 may attend. The dates for the camp are August 6th through the 13th. For additional details about costs and schedules, visit the Youngsters on the Air website at ham-yota.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Ed Durant, DD5LP. The summer of 2022 isn't here just yet in the Western Hemisphere, but if you aren't already thinking about the summer of 2023, yes, that's 2023, maybe you should be. Andy Morrison, K9 AWM, explains. The Youth on the Air Camp for young amateurs in North, Central, and South America is on the move. While campers prepare for this summer's adventures just north of Cincinnati, Ohio, Organizers are looking for a host site for next year's regional camp and are opening a bidding process for the next location. The week-long camp is open to licensed amateur radio operators between the ages of 15 and 25. Potential hosts should be able to schedule the camp between June 1st and August 15th of 2023 and have access to meeting rooms, event space, and lodging that can accommodate 25 to 40 youngsters and 10 to 15 staff members for six to seven days. Outdoor spaces will be needed for some events. The camp also requires space for at least three HF stations and antennas to be on the air simultaneously. More details and a host application form are available in an information packet at youthontheair.org. If you have questions or are interested in applying to host, contact Assistant Director Adam Johnson, KD9KIS, at adam at youthontheair.org no later than June 30th of 2022. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Andy Morrison, K9AWM. Time for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the W0EF repeater of the Hennepin Twin City FM Club in St. Louis Park, Minnesota, on Saturdays at 9.30 a.m. local time. It's time to think about the next generation of radio operators and appreciate their skill and dedication. Perhaps one of them will be the next recipient of the Amateur Radio Newsline Bill Pasternak Memorial Young Ham of the Year Award. Consider nominating an amateur radio operator 18 years of age or younger in the continental United States with talent, promise, and a commitment to the spirit of ham radio. Find application forms on our website at arnewsline.org under the YHOTY tab. Nominations close May 31st. Many hams use the opportunity of retirement from their paying jobs to pay it forward to the amateur radio community. Paul Brown, WD9GCO, tells us about one such amateur. One of the challenges many amateur radio clubs face is finding a constant flow of presenters to keep meetings interesting. John Portoon, W6NBC, a former electronics industry writer and educator, as well as a frequent contributor to QST and other related publications, is offering a partial solution. 
Portoon has developed a series of presentations on a variety of topics and has made himself available to present them. Portoon said that he was looking for something to do now that he's retired, so he decided that volunteering to teach on a variety of ham topics fit right in with his skill set. Portoon gave a presentation to the Porter County Amateur Radio Club in Indiana on Friday, April 8th. His topic was the design and construction of a 10-meter Moxon antenna. If you'd like to see it, check the link in the printed version of this week's report. He can be reached through his website, w6nbc.com. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Parks activators are celebrating spring in a big way. Vance Martin, N3VEM, tells us what they've been up to. In Parks on the Air News, we hope you'll join us in just a few days for the Spring Support Your Parks event on April 16th and 17th UTC. If the past is any indication, there could be anywhere from six to 800 operators putting parks on the air for the weekend event. This is a great opportunity to get out portable and activate some parks as the weather turns warm, or to just stay at home and have plenty of parks to chase. It's also an excellent opportunity to practice and prepare for the summer's big event, our annual plaque event. This year, that happens on July 16th and 17th UTC. All of our plaques, including the three new DX Activator plaques, are now fully sponsored thanks to a number of generous hams. More information about the summer event will be coming over the next couple of months, so stay tuned to these monthly POTA updates and the plaque event section of POTA.app. This is November 3, Victor Echo Mike. The fund created by a noted DXer and humanitarian now carries his name. Jason Daniels, VK2LAW, gives us the details. Out of grief has come a renewed commitment to generosity. Still mourning the recent loss of friend and benefactor Zoro Miyazawa, Juliet Hotel 1 Alpha Juliet Tango, the International DX Association has added his name to the humanitarian aid fund Zorro, created and endowed in January of 2016. Index's humanitarian aid fund is now known as the Zorro Miyazawa Juliet Hotel 1 Alpha Juliet Tango Hams with Hearts Fund. The funds are used to provide assistance to any humanitarian aid projects undertaken by amateurs during their de-expeditions. The announcement on the Indexer website noted that the tagline reflects Zorro's character and values, adding, quote, Indexer is proud and grateful to be able to sustain Zorro's legacy through this fund, end quote. Zorro, who was known as much for his role as a humanitarian, as a ham, became a silent key in March. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Jason Daniels, VK2LAW. In the world of DX, be listening on the HF bands for 8N650JP, the special call sign being used by the Japan Amateur Radio League's Okinawa branch. Hams are marking the 50th anniversary of the return of the Okinawa Prefecture to Japan from the United States Administration. The call sign is active through the 30th of September. QSOs will be confirmed automatically through the Bureau. In the Maldives, E77DX is active holiday style as 8Q7DX through the 27th of April. Be listening on 80 through 10 meters, QSL via Logbook of the World and E73Y. 
Kenji JA4GXS will be on the air from Atsu Island, AS117, from April 30th to May 1st. Be listening on 40, 20, 17, and 6 meters, where Kenji will be using CW sideband and FT8. QSL via the home call. Listen for the call sign 3Z80AK through May 31st. Polish amateurs are marking the 80th anniversary of the formation of the Home Army, which was the dominant underground resistance movement in Poland during World War II. QSL via SP1PBW. Start planning ahead for the 2022 Commonwealth Games that will start on the 28th of July in the UK. GB22GE, one of the seven national special event stations for the Games, will operate on the grounds of the National Exhibition Center, where the Games will be held for 12 days. The Radio Society of Great Britain is asking for volunteers to operate the station and chat with visitors. If you can help, send an email to RSGB Region 5 representative Representative Neil York, M0NKE, at RR5 at RSGB.org.uk. Finally, we end by remembering that ham radio is often called the original social media, something to rely on in troubling times. We listen now to the story of one YL who has been using her video channel on modern day social media to help guide ham radio in these challenging times. Here's Graham Kemp, VK4BB, with her story. There are more than 8,500 followers on the YouTube channel YL Razor. Its provider, Razor R1BIG, has used her channel to find a few helping hams, some of the more well-known ham YouTubers in their respective countries. She's asked them to help her continued work in reaffirming the definition of ham spirit. It's an important reminder, especially now in a troubled world and in light of World Amateur Radio Day. Callum M0MCX of DX Commander reminded Razor that Ham Radio has a great history of crossing boundaries and suggested she host a friendship net once a month whilst operating portable from a hilltop. Rob VE3PCP told her that by setting an example for YLs, she helped put DXing within their reach. Ferry YB0AR in Indonesia, Ray AC5KD from Texas and Hayden VK7HH from Ham Radio DX encouraged her to continue with her videos no matter what. Pete M0PSX of Essex Ham said, getting hams to brainstorm in online groups could be useful. Finally, Rear N2RJ in the US extended the ultimate form of friendship and ham spirit, the QSO. She reminded Razor, and I quote, I don't have you in my lug. We've got to fix that. End quote. For Amateur Radio Newsline, I'm Graham Kemp, VK4BB. With thanks to the ARRL, BBC, CQ Magazine, David Bihar, K7DB, DX Marathon, DXWorld.net, Indexa, Ohio Pen DX, QRZ.com, the Radio Society of Great Britain, South African Radio League, Southgate Amateur Radio News, shortwaveradio.de, YouTube, and you, our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. You can write to us at newsline at arnewsline.org. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. 
for now with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the news desk in New York and our news team worldwide. I'm Neil Rapp, WB9VPG in Union, Kentucky, saying 7-3. And as always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2022. All rights reserved.